Welcome to Busy Lippin' Sofa. Busy Lippin' Sofa. Oh my gosh. Okay, for one, this is our 130th episode. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought? I'm sitting here with Wheezy. Hey, Wheezy. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Good. Oh my gosh. So here we go. We missed you last week. I know it's been so crazy with getting the kids back in school and all the change that goes on in the fall. How's it going? I would say it was it was a, a, a bit of a rough start. Not, I mean, personally, because it was just, you know, trying to get back into the routine, um, you know, just just everything with with waking up early and getting you know it's just so different from the summer and it just happens so quickly and then it's you know the back to school night or it's 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 always you know something and then with sports it's just a lot so it, and juggling that with trying to get out of the house on time um you know there were a couple of days where I, I you know i went late but um it's okay you know it's okay it's, starting it's a lot to slow down I mean, you get, and you have to drive a half an hour to work. No, an, an hour. hour. Yeah. An I wish hour. it was a half hour. <laughs> an hour to work. It's just a lot of change. And you've still been doing your stuff, though. You've been doing even more stuff in terms of sobriety-wise. I mean, you've been to the prison. You actually spoke at a meeting in New Jersey. Tell us about I that. I did. It was, well, my a friend of mine uh, had asked me, his wife, I'm really good friends with his wife. I'm actually good good friends with him as well, but um, he has a home group out in New Jersey near my office, and he asked if I would speak, and um, so, I mean, I, I you know, the for my first thought is, oh my gosh, it's too scary, <laughs> because I didn't know anybody who goes to this group, and um, except for him, and, but I accepted, and I was flattered that he asked, um, and, and it was great. There were, I don't know, maybe 35 people. Um, It was a nice bunch of people. I got there a little early. Um, And so I just, it was was nice. It was a really nice meeting. There were a lot of people. I, I spoke for about 35 minutes and then... Um, and then a lot of people, you know, it was that first moment where nobody said anything. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, this had no impact on anybody. But um, then people started talking. And once one person talked, then, you know, four others talked after. And, and everybody w- was very appreciative and, and seemed to have got a lot out of it. So it was great. And that's what we do here. We want somebody to get something out of this so that you don't feel alone or anything else. And I have to say, before we started recording, we were reflecting on what life was like before and what it's like now, and how we take care of ourselves now. Like how we really take care of ourselves. And when we're in our addiction, at least for me, I know that all I was focused on was the drink. So I didn't really take care of myself. I mean, yes, I would shower, but I was always guilty about my kids or guilty about this or that or the other thing. And I really didn't enjoy life like I do today. And you were talking about how much you enjoy life and how you taking care of yourself is something you never did. Instead of feeling guilty, you're going and you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I was talking to my sister about that yesterday because in our meeting yesterday, that was one of the things that came up about being good to yourself. And my sister, when I was talking to her about that, because she had, she bought a, a jacket for herself, a winter coat and sent me a picture of it. And it was really pretty. And she said that she just, she's, 
so excited and because she, she never really buys anything for herself and and I had then mentioned that we had the meeting and we were talking about that and then she said well it's funny you should say that because I'm sitting outside going in to get a gift card at, at a local store um, a gift shop and she said I'm, I'm outside of a nail salon and I really would love to get a pedicure but I'm just thinking I can't and I said there, that shouldn't even that shouldn't even be a question you should just go in and get a pedicure um, and we do, we do like think twice about that kind of stuff. I, today it was a perfect example. I went with my best friend to, we, we were, we haven't seen each other for a while and, um, we wanted to go shopping. And so the, the conflict was that I had my daughter's soccer game and, um, you know, I, I went through it in my head a couple of times. How am I going to tell her? When am I going to, am I going to ask her? Do I, you know, how do I approach this? And in the end, I just, I really said, you know, I, I, I have an opportunity to go out with, you know, my girlfriend and, and I really would like to, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be missing your game. And she was so fine about it. I mean, the only thing she said, which was not made to make me feel guilty was, you know, I, I love when you come to my games, I'd love for you to be at my game, but, but. But it's okay, go. It's okay. But we sit here, especially as moms, and we second guess ourselves. We're like, oh, I, like your sister said, I don't want to get a pedicure because you're like, oh, I shouldn't spend the 10 or whatever it is, 15, $25 on myself. I should spend it on this or the other thing instead of taking care of ourselves. But if we don't take our, care of ourselves, how will anybody else ever take care of us, right? Yeah. I mean, because we're always taking care of the kids and we're taking care of this and we're taking care of family. We're making sure dinner's ready. We're making sure cleans, clothes are clean. Cars have gas in them. Everything. I mean, anything we do, we make sure that we're there for our families. And especially when we're first getting sober, I mean, we're like, oh my gosh, uberly intensified about what we're going to do for our kids because we feel like we've missed so much. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is that I believe, I mean, it's like, you know, it's all the journey that we take. It's It doesn't have to be good or bad, right? It's just like, it's what we did. And that doesn't mean we have to not take care of ourselves now. It doesn't mean, oh, because I was an alcoholic and I missed so much time, now I have to live in purgatory for the rest of my life. No, and right? I think that there's there's a natural, a natural shift once you, you know, I think initially for me, I did feel that way. Whereas I put, you know, I, I felt like I had to make up for some lost time. I had to, you know, put my foot forward and, and do what was right all the time and right meant you know not doing anything for me and then I think eventually you realize that you start to lose yourself again in a whole different way but you're losing yourself because you're not putting any focus on yourself and it's just everybody else and and so I think it was for me it was refreshing today to to actually be at the you know at the helm and say, you know, I'm, I'm going out and I'm going to have fun with my girlfriend and, and which we had a blast. And I didn't, I, you know, I sent my daughter a note and said, I, you know, score a goal for me. And, um, and, and that, you know, that was it. And, and it, and I had a great day and I didn't feel guilty and I didn't, I, I wasn't sad. Um, I felt like I, you know, I deserved it. I deserved to go out because that's going to make me I mean, that's healthy for me, and healthy for me will make me happier. 
And it makes you a better mom, mm -hmm. right? And when you can be present with your friend because you don't have to have the regrets, right? You don't have to be like, oh my God, I feel so bad because I'm not at the game. I mean, at the end of the day, is she really going to remember that game? No. <laughs> I mean, she has millions of games. And um, taking care of ourselves first sports, you know, first and center is the most important thing. And I feel like for me, it was like, I totally, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure I was uberly not letting go at all. When it came to my kids, I was totally worried about them all the time I don't know why I wasn't worried about them when I was drinking because let me tell you I wasn't you know I was only worried about myself and then taking care of us is like such a huge thing it's like what do we need to do to make sure that we're okay during the day I know I have to wake up and have a I like to do I like to meditate every morning and it can be for two minutes or it can be for 20 minutes but I like to do that every morning and that's like important to me and if I don't get it in my day isn't right and it's like and then I want to have my coffee and then I can start my day. But if I don't do those things, then I'm off kilter and I'm not good for anyone because I'm crabby. I'm like, I don't know why I, don't, I feel <laughs> off for the moment and what is it going on. And we punish ourselves. We totally punish, at least I punish myself and the shame I had. I had so much shame about my addiction. I had so much shame about the fact that I was an alcoholic. I mean, and it was a, it's a disease. And every time I want to be able to say, oh, it was a choice thing. It had nothing to do with a choice. I had one sip and I was off to the races. And I think that that shame that I had, you know, was, I, it kept me down so far. I hated it. It was so debilitating and it never let me get up off the ground. And, you know, I was talking to our friend down in Texas, D, and, um, you know, she reached out and it was so great to hear from her. And I'm just so happy for her, her husband, you know, prayers go out to her dad who's going through something right now and we're thinking about him. But, you know, she said that she told people, she told people, she didn't get into much detail, but she told people that she actually had battled alcoholism. And I don't know if she used the word alcoholism, but she, her and her husband had battled drinking and they both quit drinking and their life had changed. And I think being honest about it gives us some sort of freedom. You know, being honest with people and saying, you know, this is where I am. This is who I am. Like, I don't have to hide. I don't have to pretend. This is who I am. And when you were in Ireland, you went on a trip with your daughter and all these other parents that you didn't really know very well. I mean, you knew them to say hi on this field, but you didn't. I mean, but when you go and you travel with people, it's a totally different scenario, right? Right. You meet people on a different personal level. And when you talk to the people that you did talk to about what really was up with you, how did it feel? Well, I have, you know, I, I don't have a problem telling people, um, I, I feel comfortable. I, I feel like I, I know the end result in the most, most of the time I, I feel very happy and relieved that I have been honest with people because I always seem to, to think a lot more, I, I complicated it a lot more in my brain um, than what it ends up being with people. And I think that, you know, spending time with certain mothers and explaining my situation um, was just kind of liberating. I just felt, you know, I, I felt as though I, they, they weren't judging me at all. Um, they were interested in it. Um, because for someone who doesn't have a drinking problem, um, there are so many questions people like to ask and, and, you know, seemed interested in the things that I do, that I try to do for service. And, 
Um, so it was, it was just great. You know, I, 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 for one, and we've, we've talked about this, you know, that I, I just, the way I want to live my life is I want to, whenever I can, I'm not, I'm not saying that I go out and, and, um, you know, solicit myself as, as a recovering alcoholic, but, but I don't ever hesitate. And I know some people do. Some people's anonymity is very important to them. And I totally 100% respect that. But for me, what works is to just be honest about it. And I am now I'm at, at, at this point where I can, um, that I, I don't feel, and I was telling you this, that, you know, I went after back to school night, I went out with a couple friends to dinner or just to get a bite to eat afterwards. And, and nobody drank and they all know that I don't drink. Um, they all you know, drink on, you know, and, and then none of them have a problem with alcohol. And it was great. We didn't, they didn't even drink. And they know, I've already gone through the whole story of, please, you know, it actually, it actually irritates me when people don't drink in front of me. I, I don't like it because I don't want to think that people are looking at their watch saying, you know, okay, when is she going to get out of here? When can I get out of here so I can go have a drink? But I, and so I've made that clear. I'm not making it clear again every time I see them. But I just have always said, you know, do do your thing. I mean, God only knows I did. And so, you know, I just feel like it, it's just one of those things where now it's gotten to the point where it's so comfortable. I don't have that feeling in me. When we sit down and they take our order, I don't really care what who's doing what. And, it, it you know, take, get a drink, don't get a drink. Don't. And I was with a girlfriend last weekend and we went out and... And she wanted a certain drink, and she wanted to know if they had fresh mint, and they didn't. And so she said, "Well, then I'll just take an iced tea." And I said, "And I just started laughing." I said, "Okay." <laughs> so I just want you to understand the difference between an alcoholic and 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 a non-alcoholic. And here's the difference: because that mint, as much as it would have been a disappointment, I would have absolutely still ordered that drink, and I just would have been sad that I didn't have the fresh mint, but I still would have had it. There's Absolutely no question about that. And we just kind of started laughing about that. But that is the difference. She didn't want it anymore because that the mint was really important to her. Whereas the mint would just be a bonus. Isn't it so funny? Yeah, it is. It's like so different in our heads. We're just, it's just, it's so crazy. Our heads are so crazy. Yeah, you said no, no, we don't have fresh mint. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, that's a shame. But I mean, I guess it'll be okay. <laughs> but, but it wasn't. But in her head, she's thinking, well, then I just don't want it. I'm like, oh, that's not even a possibility. It's like, I want the booze. Let me get the booze. It doesn't really care. Let's let's face it. The mint's not going to make me or break me with my right. buzz. It's so funny. I had a friend reach out to me who went to back to school night and she was like, oh my gosh, I hate back to school night. It is the worst. You go and you see these people that you don't really care about and you feel like you're being judged. And the crazy thing is I never went to back to school night because I love teachers and I believe the teachers are way better at teaching than I ever could be. And I never wanted to micromanage and people are like, well, you're so social. Didn't you want to go back to school and see all the, and see all the parents? I'm like, uh, no, that was never my idea of fun. But my friend went and she left feeling kind of yucky because she felt like she'd been judged. And somebody said to her, oh my gosh, I haven't seen, you know, oh, you know, and this person's newly in recovery, right? And, and she normally doesn't go to these things. Her husband goes because I don't know what kind of state she was in, but she never went to them. And people are like, oh my God, it's so good to see you here. It's normally your husband that's here. 
which of course made her feel really bad in the end. Right. right. Uh, absolutely. Right. Like all like people coming up to you. Oh, where have you been? Oh, what's going on with you? Oh, it's so. I had another friend I met, and somebody walked up to her daughter at an event at, at some sporting event, and said, "Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. I heard she went and got like treatment, and now she doesn't drink anymore. Is she okay?" While this woman's got like three cocktail, you know, has had three glasses of wine at least, and is totally buzzed and breathing in her face. And it's so crazy how people are and how people react to other people, especially when you know that you're going through something. It's like, are, do you think people are happy for it? Like that somebody's going through that? Do you think people feel joy from that? I mean, well, I also think there's a very awkward time where people are adjusting to your uh, recovery you're adjusting to being in the world recovered or recovering and it, it just takes i mean if, if i could say one thing is just hold on because eventually it does work itself out it does get to a point where it's not your first thought it's not your second thought and maybe at some point it's not your thought at all you're not going to think about it you're just going to go and do and you're going to go like i said podcast and podcast ago when I went to my neighbors for um, dinner it was my you know my first dinner party in this neighborhood and um, it was the nicest feeling because I didn't feel I wasn't overwhelmed with that okay what are they gonna they're gonna ask me if I want something to drink and 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 I, what am I gonna say I don't drink you know medication um, Full, you know, whatever. I mean, diet. I, it, 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 Diet's like, always a big yeah, thing, right? I'm and, trying. I'm training for a minute. And a I run, didn't. Right? And I didn't have to worry about that. And it just, it's, it's one of those things where just slowly, you, you, you don't even realize the day that it changes, but it just does. And all of a sudden, you realize that you're in a whole different, in a different frame of mind. And it's just because you've given, you've given it to time, and you've worked on it, so that all of a sudden now it's just. It's easy. It's just easy to be around people. I do my thing, you know, as far as dating and being, you know, I always say that, that, um, you know, I'm online, online dating and, and it says I don't drink and, um, you know, the choices are, you know, I'm a social drinker. I drink moderately. I, and then, then the, the only choice for me is never, unless I want to lie and never always just sounds so strong and so negative and so anti-drinking, but there's no other choice. So that's what I have to pick, unless, of course, like I said, I want to lie. But I, you know, my the only thing that's that I always think about is, you know, not necessarily people don't usually read like every little word you, you see someone you're attracted to, or whatever, and you swipe for them or whatever. But but I, you know, oftentimes I, I, I I've had people ask me about the, you know, why don't you drink or, you know, they're it. They're that's why they have sites for people that don't drink, just because you kind of can get away from that whole stigmatism of, of you know, what, what's. Oh, she's got a lot of baggage. She's recovering. Um, but, you know, and I know people that lie on their profiles to say they socially drink when they are absolutely a recovering alcoholic. And I think that they they do that because I don't think I know they do that because they don't they they don't want to, you know, they don't want the bracket to be closing in, you know, with the people that they could possibly meet. But the, the bottom line for me is. 
I, if I don't get one response because nobody wants to be with someone that doesn't drink, then I'm, that's, that's just the way it is. Right. You know, and I just have to go to, to do something else or, you know, find a different, a different resource or whatever it is. But I just can't, um, I, I, I can't lie about it. I, I'm sure that there's people that won't have an issue with it, but people that like to drink in fairness to them if they like to drink and, and having a couple glasses of wine at night is, is what they like to do and they want someone to be sitting across the kitchen table, you know, or the dining room table with a, a glass themselves. And that's, that's totally fine with me. I'm just not your girl. Right. You know, it, it's just, it's unfortunate, but it, but it is what it is. And I wouldn't want someone being with me and thinking those things and wanting to go sit at a bar and, and have drinks. And, and I, I just can't do that. So, you know, it, it does definitely lessen the amount of people that are available to you. But, it, you know, it's just... It, well, there's too many choices anyway. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, there are so many choices. I think about, like, talking about online dating. And when I met my husband, and I was online, I was on Match.com. And I had no idea. That was not what I was looking at. I was looking at the pictures like you were, like you do. And I look at pictures. I don't read descriptions. And I had no idea that he didn't drink because I just liked what he looked like in the picture. And so I winked at him. And then, you know, he reached out to me and I talked to him on the phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's totally in recovery just by the way he spoke. No idea. Again. And so the second time I talked to him, I'm like, oh, by chance are you like a friend of Bill's, which means that you're in the it's in like you're in the secret club of our 12-step group and um and he said i am and at that point he had 13 years i guess because he's gonna have 21 in october and um it's crazy i had no idea i had no idea what i was gonna get i don't know i was just like open to meeting somebody and i definitely knew that i, I could not go out with somebody who was a big drinker because it's just i can't imagine for one i don't want to hear somebody's same story 47 times I walked into one date after I first met my husband. I had a date right afterwards because, you know me, I'm like a baller. I wanted to be like a guy. I had two dates. <laughs> and I went into the second date and the guy was like two maker marks in and he's like, I'm fabulous. I'm this. I'm that. And I'm like, you're just a boob. <laughs> Let's just face it. <laughs> but I like it when people are can be honest and have fun and own who you are in our skin. I mean, being 50, I think, gives us that opportunity. I think being sober is awesome. I think all of it just makes it a richer life. And it's like, I don't regret my drinking times at all because it brought me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was a huge party girl. I mean, if I I would never date someone who didn't drink. I think you were a loser. I'd be like, oh my God, total loser. But today, I'm like, bring on the people that know who they are, that have done work on themselves, that realize what really matters at the end of the day, which is the inside stuff. Meaning your heart, your soul, your morals, like where you are religiously, where you are spiritually, where you see everything. Like... I thank God that my husband is like believes in God. I mean, when I met him, he wasn't that much into church. Now he is. It's kind of cool. It's like I had no idea. Yeah, like my my first husband, uh, he didn't. He was recovering, and so I never, I didn't know him as a drinker ever. And it's it's amazing to me that I somehow carved out ten years of my life um, after college until I was you know, th 30, whatever, um, 30, 31, that we just didn't drink, ever. 
I mean, once in a while, he would encourage me or really, you know, say, just have a glass of wine out to dinner. But there was really, to me, I mean, I, I was still, I had an alcoholic brain, but, but I just, I didn't act on it. I just was with someone that didn't, you know, we had so much fun together, you know, people watching and doing all this other stuff that we just, we had so many things in common and we, we enjoyed the same things that drinking just wasn't, it wasn't an issue. I didn't feel cheated out of drinking or I just didn't. And, and, you know, so it's a, it, when it works like that, it's great. But I, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't want anybody to want to have a drink in my company and feel like they can't because they're with me and I make that very clear what someone chooses to do with that 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 information is is really at that point I can't do anything about so either you drink or you don't drink but I'm not going to feel bad if you don't right you know I mean it's it's getting comfortable in our own skin and it takes so much time right I mean I think about it I mean 50 years to get for me to get comfortable being who I am and like I starting this podcast you know 130 episodes ago and going out on the limb and just doing this and being really out there to the entire world that I'm sober and that this is my mission and the real mission is is to help people realize like life isn't about what we were yesterday none of us have a time machine and can go back and change who we were right like I can't change what I did yesterday all I can do is learn from my mistakes and be a better person today. And that's like the best part. So learning how to navigate life and learning what to do when like seasons change, like we just did. Like you just went through a big thing, summer where everybody's chilled out. You guys went to the beach, you slept in, you did whatever. And now you're back to school. You got to get up every morning at whatever time and you've got to get the lunches packed and you got to do all that. And doing that with a clear mind is so much nicer. Yeah, and, and, and also remembering not to get, you know, not to displace anger. Because um, I was really good at that when I was drinking because when I was hungover, I was very irritable, very quick to react, um, you know, very curt and um, short. And, you know, it's easy to, it, you know, it's easy to get back into that mode when you have so much pressure and you've got, you know things that were supposed to have done be done last night and now in the morning you're getting told that and at the same time I'm trying to get out the door and and go to my job but now I have to worry about something that needs to be at school this morning or be done or be printed you know that kind of stuff where you can, well like you tell can us what happened zero. this week because you had one of those days this week you were gonna come you were gonna go to the meeting in the morning and you're like oh my gosh I can't get there my son just told me that he forgot yeah. to get croissants or something yeah, I guess so uh, you know <laughs> And so the funniest thing, well, and that that is funny because he said he needed the baguettes and for his French class. And then, so I had to go out. I was at the Giant. I was got the baguettes. I got them right off of the the tray because they were as fresh as they can get. And then I came home and he and he said, well, he said, well, I'll get them on Monday. I'm like Monday. What, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we don't need them actually till Monday. I said, well, these baguettes <laughs> will not last until Monday. They will be weapons by Monday. <laughs> and, I, like, and I just thought, here I, I could have gone one whole direction, which would have been I missed a meet, uh, opportunity to go to a meeting, all this for, for these baguettes that you didn't even need. But I just kind of laughed it off thinking he doesn't realize they go stale in a day, you know. He's just a little guy. But it is our anger. It just gets displaced. I remember when I was, like, when I, oh, gosh. 
my son raising my oldest, he was a little tough. And um, he's a love. He's amazing. But he's got a lot of energy, which I do too. And just the, we would butt heads and just scream and yell. And just I'd feel so bad. And then I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm such a terrible person. But I'm not. A, we're just human. We're just human. And we're trying to do the best we can do. And for a long time, I thought, and you thought, alcohol was the answer to all of our prayers. Because it was just amazing. Because we could just finally shut everything down. But I can't drink. It just doesn't work well with my DNA. I've got alcoholism. I had no idea. And I would never, you know, I would, if I had another, an, an, any other disease, this is a disease I got handed. And I'm going to take care of myself. And I'm going to take care of how I'm, what I, what my needs are. And I, and I feel, I mean, I am enjoying my life so much sober that actually sometimes I feel as though it can kind of rub off on people. And not to say that people are quitting drinking all around me because that don't have a problem. Just they've they started see, a movement, they Louise. See, they've started a movement. Because they see how great my life is without alcohol. But I also think that, like myself, when I when there were times when, right when I was when I got out of rehab and I would go to things that I thought for sure would be horrible without alcohol, and I would leave and think, oh my gosh, this is great. I. I, you know, I drove home, I was, whatever, like, it just, it's just so nice. It's such a difference. And I think other, when, then when they're with you, they realize that you can have fun without drinking. I think for most people and myself included, you know, I drank just to kind of just take the edge off, the edge off of just getting to a place, sitting in a bar, take the edge off. And, and what I realize now is that I don't need to take that edge off anymore that you can still hang out with a bunch of women and tell stories and laugh and, and carry on. And then guess what? You get to get in your car completely sober and drive home and feel great. It's amazing. There's so many gifts out there. There's so many gifts. And we think that when we're in our addiction that it's going to be hell and it's going to be horrible. But let me tell you, that is a big fat lie. It's going to be amazing. This was awesome, Weezy. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for all of our listeners. I mean, we are really, I, I, I realize that we're like moving up in the ranks when it comes to podcasts and people are following us all over the world. And I just wish somebody would write to us and say, please write to me. Write to Weezy and I at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. And check us out on my website, on our web, web website, whatever, busylivingsober.com, which is B-U-S-Y, just to be confusing. And we are on Facebook, and we are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter, and I'm on Pinterest, and we're in Spotify, and we are on LinkedIn. So, I mean, you can find us pretty much anywhere. And um, until next week, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye. <laughs>